0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk, relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello Thriver and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast, the podcast ministry that equips you to thrive. And today's episode is all about thriving in your mental and emotional health. As October is National Depression Awareness Month. And with this episode, we just want to positively contribute to the National Mental Health Conversation. So I brought in an expert, Stephanie Alexis, who is a mental health advocate that is passionate about helping individuals to live a happy and healthy life. And she also is the founder of Beloved Be Free a nonprofit dedicated to empowering young women and their identity and equipping them with their purpose. Welcome to the show, Stephanie.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked to be here, especially for this month's podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I'm happy that you're right here too. And so Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your story and how you made your way in the mental health sector.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in the church. But even with that, I kind of struggled a little bit with my own mental health. And I would sometimes just wonder, okay, well, I'm praying as much as I can, as hard as I can, but I'm still having these challenges. Um, And so that kind of led me to pursue, um, after I got my bachelor's degree, um, to pursue a uh, master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Um, and I actually went to a school, uh, Liberty University, where they have um, the biblical foundation. And so during my program, um, they actually intertwined faith and mental health um, together. And so it gave me a, a different perspective and an outlook. Um, and I truly believe I love that um, Jesus is called a wonderful counselor. Come on. Uh and, and, and I believe that you have to be called um, to be a counselor. Um, and so that is why I pursued it uh, originally. And then I just felt like the Lord was like, yeah, this is kind of what you're supposed to be doing. I need you to go back to school so you can have all your credentialing and all of those things. Um, and so now here I am. I graduated um, with my master's in, in August. Um, and then I took the uh, national licensing exam in September um, and I passed that. And so I am just in the process of pushing everything through so I can start seeing clients next month. So I'm super excited.
0: Yes. And congratulations on all those things. That's so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> you. Got the spiritual part. And then you got your credentials, which makes you the perfect candidate to have this conversation. And before we move forward, let's get a working definition of mental health to kind of guide our conversation.
1: Yeah, so mental health is going to encompass our emotional, psychological, and social well being. Literally, that is the definition, and that is what it encompasses.
0: Okay, and so what does it look like to be mentally healthy?
1: You know, for me, I would say a person that is mentally healthy, number one, they're grounded within themselves. And when I say grounded, I mean, this person has self-confidence. They kind of are living in their truth. They understand who they are. They've... uh, Walk the path and the journey of stripping off the labels that have been attached to their identity that are contrary to who they were created to be. I believe that people who have done that are people who are living in a more mentally healthy space.
0: I like that, that's so rich and it's so practical, which leads me directly to the next question. Like, some say that this quarter of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, October, November, December. But some of us can encounter the winter blues. And so all of that to say, could you share with us what exactly is the winter blues and just some tips to kind of cope with it?
1: Have a plan. If you know that you are experiencing depression every year around the same time, have a plan. Implement that plan. Have goals. Have things that you enjoy lined up that you want to do so that you can combat that funk before it even presents itself. Be proactive if you know that you struggle with the seasonal blues. So I do want to say this. um, People do say this is the most wonderful time of the year. But for a lot of people, like you said, it's not. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are grieving a lot of things, even people who lost family members during the pandemic. They are still grieving that right now. People who lost jobs, people who are just in transition. So it's not the most wonderful time for everyone. Um, And I want to say this, too. There's a difference between just being sad and having a bad day and being depressed. So in order to be diagnosed as, uh, having depression, you have to have at least two weeks of an ongoing of at least five of the eight or nine symptoms that we have. And those would include, uh, insomnia, hypersomnia, loss of appetite, uh, uh gaining weight, losing weight, loss of concentration, hopelessness, sadness, losing interest in a bunch of activities that you previously enjoyed, all of these things. And so when you hear about the blues, the winter blues, uh, that can be seasonal depression and that can be caused by transition. That can be caused by not getting out the house enough. If I'm being honest, they don't know what really causes depression. Mm. There, there there, could be an array of different things that causes depression. Um, but with the, the blues, um, it can be brought on by a lot of different things. Yeah. There's not one specific thing that brings it on.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you you brought that out and just, My two cents I would add to that, just a few tips to kind of cope with it that that I do and want to encourage others to do is try to get some sunlight in the morning or on your lunch break. Because for many of us during this season, um, by the time we leave the house and by the time we come back to the house, the sun is gone. And so try to get some sunlight. Um, Be sure to hit up the gym. Um, Not only does it have physical benefits, but a host of mental and emotional benefits as well. It's literally a mood booster. Like there, Stephanie, I keep it real with you. There's sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to work out. I'm going to skip my workout. But sometimes I'll press my way through. And by the end of that workout, I'm in such a better mood. I don't know the, yeah, I don't know the professional, what you call the, is it dopamine?
1: Yes, yes. A little (laughs) shot of dopamine, a little reward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just feels so good afterwards. And the last thing I would say to that before we move on is um, stay close to the Lord. Um, be consistent with your time in the Word, your time in prayer, your time at church, being around good people that will pour into you and have a community. Just some ways that you can um, cope with that. And I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. As, as believers, of course, we believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly before all we actual thing. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a healer. Um, but let's talk When do you think it's the right time that we should maybe consider seeing a therapist?
1: Absolutely. So, if your uh, symptoms, if you are feeling so down and so hopeless, and you you cannot seem to pull yourself out of that, um, then you need to talk to someone else. You may need some clinical assistance. And like I said, if that's been going on for two weeks, then then it is time for you to talk to someone. When your depression and a lot of times people come in when, de- when their depression is debilitating, where now they've become a couch potato, they cannot function, they can't do uh, brush their teeth, they can't get in the shower, they can't fix their own meals. They wait until they're way past where they should have been when they come in. When you start to notice that you are struggling immensely to do minor activities and not even activities that you know require so much of you, like brushing your teeth maybe, or just things that were easier for you, going for a walk in the morning. Then it's time for you to go see someone and get that clinical diagnosis and begin to work through and process what actually is it happening internally and what's causing it to manifest externally.
0: Yes, yeah, Stephanie, I appreciate your perspective on that. And to my dear listener, if you're struggling in that area, don't wait, get the help that you need. and. Okay. Getting help does not mean that you're weak. Getting help means you're human. Getting mm-hmm. help means that you are wise enough and you are strong enough to get the help that you need. My favorite example when it comes to, to therapy, mental health, and spirituality, um, if I have a headache, I'm a man of the cloth. I'm going to pray, Lord, heal this headache. If the headache continues, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go talk to my friend, Mr. Tylenol. Now, if the headache (laughs) continues after prayer and Tylenol, I'm going to go and see a professional. That doesn't mean I'm not a man of faith. That doesn't mean my prayer life ain't strong. um, Because the same way that the Lord gives us, um, let's say, surgeons and doctors and nurses to help us with our physical ailments, he gives us counselors and therapists to help us with our mental and emotional ailments as well.
1: Yes. And and along with that, we have to debunk the lie that God is inferior to a a mental health diagnosis. He's inferior to depression. I can't have depression because, you know, I'm a Christian or I'm a believer, but let's talk about it. I want to say it's second Corinthians and it talks about, you know, Satan being the God, lowercase G, but -hmm. the God of this world. And I tell people you are under an atmosphere of just chaos and, and turmoil. And sometimes that begins to affect us because we're here. And so you do yourself a disservice. Like you're saying, by first, yes, if you are a believer, go to the Lord, go to the Lord, talk to the Lord. But if he says, OK, I'm going to direct you to go see someone, do your due diligence to trust the Lord and to go and see someone. That doesn't mean that you trust him any less because you see a professional. If I have a cavity, I'm going to go to the dentist.
0: Right. <laughs> Come on, break it down.
1: You know, we need to cut the stigma has to go away because that is why the suicide rate is so high, because we put this stigma out there and we make it seem like if you have to go and talk about something that you're weak. But the sure way to carry everything that you've ever been through with you is by not talking about it and suppressing those emotions.
0: Yes, I'm so glad that you brought that out, because I believe that the church, it should be the place where we can be vulnerable and we can keep Mm -hmm. it real. and We can share our burdens without worrying about the stigma of, of you know, or you don't have enough faith or you're not praying enough. Just those trite statements that we often throw out. And so I'm curious to hear from your perspective, like let's say I have a friend that may be struggling um, mentally and emotionally. What can I do to come alongside them and support them?
1: Oh my goodness. I love this because one of the ways that you really just kick Satan in the face is when you come alongside one of your friends who he's trying to put on an island and that. he's trying to, Oh my goodness. my uh, When you go to them, just ask them. I tell people all the time. Sometimes people don't even want you to talk. They just want you to listen. Say that. We don't need solutions. We don't want you to relate. My God, please don't relate. Try to relate to what they're saying, allow them to be where they are. They are. But the best thing that I think that we can do for our friends is to just go and be with them. That doesn't mean we're doing anything. Just go and just be. And allow them to tell you what they need. Ask them. Sometimes I have friends and they're going through a hard time and I want to take food over there and I want to you know go over there and I want to just cuddle them and I want to talk to them and I want to just you know do all the things that I would want someone to do for me. But the reality is now I'm overwhelming them. That's not what they needed. And so I think when we're going to support, we have to remove ourselves and and we don't have to love them the way that we want to be loved. We want to love them the way that they need to be loved in this moment. And a lot of that is being communicative. What can I do? Hey, can I just come and sit? Hey, can I just come and sit? I just want to listen. Shoot a text message. Send a scripture. We need to encourage. We know that the enemy is running rapid. We Mm -hmm. We need to encourage. Send an encouraging scripture. Small things is very small. It doesn't have to be big, overwhelming. It can be very small yeah, and it can make the biggest difference.
0: I like that. It could be very small, but it can make the biggest difference. Um, I love when you said go and just be. That's something that I learned yeah. in seminary and they just ca- kind of call it the ministry of presence. Just being there because I, like I know that. I, I enter, encounter some situations where I know I don't have the words to say to, to take away the pain, but I can be there for you. And so don't underestimate if you have, if you have somebody in your life that may be struggling mentally and emotionally, whether that's depression or whether that's grief, um, don't underestimate the power of presence of just being there and showing up for them. And please don't underestimate the power of listening. I remember one time at a church function where we had dedicated some time just to hear out and to listen to our students and just ask them how they're doing. And to make a long story short, I remember asking one student two questions. And like 40 minutes later, and when he got done talking, he was like, thank you. And I was like, I didn't do nothing. (laughs) But now that I look back on it, I did. Yes. When you give somebody the gift of listening, that is huge.
1: It's priceless. It is priceless.
0: Exactly. So as it relates to a person's mental health, what should a person do more of?
1: Oh, my goodness. Number one, you should do more communion with the Holy Spirit. Yes. I I tell people, especially because I've had clients, uh, because I interned for over a year, um, and I would have clients who, you know, we ask, you know, do you have any religious affiliation? Would you be okay with implementing, you know, uh, religion into your treatment plan? And sometimes people are like, absolutely not. No way, Jose, I'm not doing it. And then sometimes people are like, yes, I'm a Christian, or I grew up this way. And I tell people, He's near the broken hearted, number one. But this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for you to get so close to him. I tell people, when I went through some of the most challenging seasons of my life, I got so close to the Holy Spirit where I could recognize his presence just through my senses. I knew how he smelled the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. Like I I, I knew how how to hear him. I knew how to see him in the midst of everything that was going on. So I would say that if you are a believer, this is the opportune time to draw near to the one who loves you most. And then number two, start implementing boundaries. A lot of people who struggle with their mental health. Listen, I said Jesus had boundaries. Jesus had boundaries. Everybody didn't go up to the mountain. That was a boundary. Preach. That was a boundary. This is, this is my boundary. It's not to be said that it's good or bad, but a boundary is what, what he needed to do for himself. We need to be better about implementing boundaries. And the people who get mad at us when we implement our, the boundaries are the people who don't have boundaries themselves. And so if you want to prevent feeling burnt out and uh, compassion fatigue and frustrated and exhausted and every which way but the right way, You need to implement boundaries. And number three, you need to start asking yourself what you need. I think we get in uh, the routine of everybody's all about self-care, right? But people say, when I say, okay, I'm going to go do some self-care. They're like, oh, you're going to get your nails done? No. Are you going to get your toes done? No. Are you going to go shopping? No. I'm going on a walk with my dog out in nature. You need to figure out what works for you and what is going to refill your soul, your spirit. And, okay, the last thing I would say is just plug in. Always stay plugged in. Stay close to community. These are my top four things that you could do as a believer. And even if you aren't a believer, but yes.
0: Stephanie, like you hit the nail on the head. All of those is is so practical things that we can incorporate like right now. Number one was connecting with the Holy Spirit. Number two, incorporating boundaries. Number three, developing a self-care routine. And number four, just plugging into community. Some people like sleep on that. And so I'm just curious, what's one of your favorite forms of self-care?
1: Oh, my goodness. I hike. I hike with my dog for miles. Um, So we're in Houston, but where I live, I have a lot of like trees and a lot of greenery. So at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm going hiking with my dog for before an hour before I clock into work in the evening. I'm going hiking with my dog again. And if I have a break midday and I'm working from home, I'm going to run and I'm going to go hiking with my dog. I love to be in nature.
0: Yeah, I'm learning about myself, too. I like being outside as well. So one of my favorite forms i um, not doing as much now because the days are shorter. I would do sunset walks. <laughs> i walk around the outskirts of the mall, seeing the sunset and having my own thoughts. And that would just do, do wonders for me from a spiritual point of view. Sometimes I'm just talking to the Lord. Then the mental and emotional point of view, just kind of clearing my head and things like that. But, yeah. On the opposite side, we just got through talking about what are some things that we should start doing. Now, what are some things that we should do less of or that we should stop doing as it relates to being in a, a healthy place mentally? If you want tips and strategies on living, working, feeling better, check out the Resilience Development Podcast. We talk about well being, performance, and growth with special guests and the multi award winning team from the Resilience Development Company.
1: You can listen to the Resilience Development Podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We look forward to seeing you.
1: Number one let's go. Get off of your devices. We are so overstimulated. When I would work with a lot of adolescents uh, they were they're addicted. We are we'd become addicted to these phones. They come in the restroom with us. We have now created cases that you can buy on Amazon where you could put it in the shower with you so that you can watch movies <laughs> and other things like that. We need to get off of our devices. Our eyes need to rest. Our minds need to rest. We 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 don't we can't control everything that we're going to see and so that alters our peace sometimes put that device down. (laughs) Uh, Something else that you should maybe do a little bit less of. Um, What else would I say? Okay. This is underrated. What you eat matters. Some foods do not benefit your brain and they don't help to keep you in a upbeat mood. Uh, So don't I would say stay away from too much processed foods, try to implement, you know, you know, go back to the foundational stuff, maybe more fruits and vegetables. It doesn't have to be raw, throw it in the pan, put a little, if you would need a little butter and a little seasoning, do that. But, you know, stay away from like all of the foods that are saturated and fats that don't fill you up. Um, but they just please like a craving that you have. Um, I say those would be probably two things that, We should stop doing right now. That would definitely elevate our mental health. And then going back to boundaries, if you struggle with people pleasing, if you don't get out of the groove of appeasing other people while also needing to abandon yourself, then you aren't going to be able to elevate your mental health and then also continue to grow from a place that is healthy. Um, You'll continue to see your, your mental health go up down because you're not doing what you need to do to sustain uh, your mental health so people pleasing is going to be definitely something that um a lot of people struggle with that it's hard but you got to stop
0: <laughs> number one is stephanie said be careful of the screen time um be careful of what you eat and as you were saying I i just reminded that being healthy it's not complicated um It's not easy either to put into action, but it really comes down to making good choices and walking in wisdom. And the third thing you said was people pleasing. I feel like especially in the church, we want to be good hearted. We want to tell people, yes, we have to be careful with that. And personally, I had to do a better job. I am a recovering people pleaser as a pastor. mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
0: I see. So you can't, can't relate to that.
1: Oh, absolutely! Oh my gosh, I've been a doormat most of my life. Just, just here. Yes, I can do it. I can do it. Of course, I can help with that. No problem. I just am losing my mind all along.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I would be quick to say no problem, and when I get home and look at my calendar, I'm like man, that that is a problem. And so I'm learning to have a default answer of no. And then I can come back and say yes, because if we're not careful, if we're saying yes to every single thing, we won't have enough time to, number one, do what God has called us to do. We won't yes. have enough time for, for those that's applicable to be with our families and show up for them and then just to be whole and healthy and have our own cups full. So I'm trying to do less and not more. And um, I only thing else I would add to that, Stephanie, is that mm-hmm. we need to be careful how we talk to ourselves. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: That's so
0: good. Thank you very much. Because um, <laughs> I've heard it said that you can be either your biggest cheerleader or your biggest critic. And I would encourage you to choose the former, to be your biggest cheerleader, <laughs> because the Lord has been delivering me from this. Because I mean, one time I over ate and I just said some things to myself that wasn't kind. And I was like, I wouldn't talk to anybody else like that. So why am I talking to myself like that? Oh, and so, gosh. one thing that I do, I read affirmations and scriptures aloud on most mornings that really just contribute to a healthier mindset. So I'll give you just a few examples before we move on. I would say Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll say something like, come on now, Mm -hmm. I'll say something like today, I am going to thrive spiritually, I'm going to thrive physically, I'm going to thrive financially. I was created for this moment and this moment was created for me. Um, All that to say is, after I say those things, I'd be so ready just to take the day on because there's scripture evidence for this in Proverbs eighteen twenty one. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue.
1: Huh, I'm about to shout.
0: Go ahead. It's, it's a ministry and a podcast. Hey. <laughs> death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So all of that to say this, be careful and aware of how you talk to yourself and be kind to yourself.
1: Your inner turmoil is predicated on your outer dialogue.
0: Ooh, say it again,
1: please. 100%. Your inner turmoil is predicated on the outer dialogue. The conversation that you have with yourself every day is the most important conversation that you are going to have that entire day. And and the thing about the brain is people don't know the brain can't decipher whether what you're saying, like whether this is a you just saying something because you're joking or because this is serious. Man, That's why I tell people all the time. I feel like we're in a generation now where everybody I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Not you just spoke that over yourself. So now the symptoms are welcome Mm. to come Mm. and to live and to dwell with you. You've invited
0: it in. Yep. It's
1: hard to cast something
0: out that you've come into agreement with. Ooh, you over there preaching, Stephanie. Not
1: holding my keyboard.
0: Man, I'm about to use (laughs) that for a sermon. It's hard to cast something out that you have invited. And so we got to be careful of the words that we say and also be careful of the thoughts that we think. As the Bible says, we got to bring those thoughts captive. And so the
1: obedience.
0: Yes. All right. Before I start a sermon, before I start a sermon. For those that may be struggling mentally and emotionally, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But it's not okay not to get help. We just want to encourage you to get the help that you need.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And Stephanie, you have the floor. Could you just take a few minutes and encourage the person that may be having a hard time mentally and emotionally right now?
1: Yeah. So I just want to start by saying that you aren't alone. Um, I don't want you to believe that lie that you're alone um, and that you are dealing with this by yourself. There are people that are out there that want to come alongside you and see you to the other side. Um, I also want you to know that where you are, um, it's impossible to be there forever. Um, Things will change. Uh, Life will get better. You will heal. You will overcome Um, and you will be able to look back on this and use it as a reference uh, for other times in your life. But you are loved, you are cared for so deeply, you are important, you are valuable. There's nobody on this planet that was sent here and that can do exactly what God created you to do. Um, And so just know that people are there for you. Reach out for help uh, from a professional if you need to. But if you aren't comfortable just yet talking to a professional, call a friend. Mm. You're not a burden um no one no one is uh hoping that you don't call uh more times than not there, wishing that you would um so reach out let us know let your friends know what you need um so they can be there for you
0: and let the church say amen to those encouraging words and only one tidbit i will add to that i just want to say to the listener your mm-hmm. life is worth living your yeah. life is worth living and so, Stephanie, this has been a wonderful conversation. I know, right? It's been fun. I've learned a lot and I've been encouraged. And I know that my dear listener has been encouraged as well. Um, before we let you go, um, tell the people how they can connect with you or, or any resources that you may have.
1: Absolutely. So, you can connect with me on um, Instagram at official Stephanie Alexis. It is the same for TikTok official Stephanie Alexis. You can connect with me also on um, Facebook, Stephanie Alexis Burrell, um, and you can email me, stephaniealthor at gmail.com. So two resources that I have. Um, So I have two books out. One of them is a 30-day healing devotional. Um, It is called Chronicles of a Caring God, Healing for Hurting Hearts. Um, And again, it's just a 30-day devotional where you just kind of walk through um, your healing journey uh, with the Holy Spirit, whether you are healing from Life's unmet expectations, the loss of a child, divorce, a breakup, Um, you're just in transition and you are struggling. Um, This book would be great for you. And there are prompts in there. So it's super fun. And then it's not as fun as this, but this book is really fun. So I have a book. Um, It's my newer book. It's called 100 Dates with Jesus. Um, It is 100 unconventional ways to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Um, and I walk you through a series of 100 different dates that you can go on with him. And I have it um sectioned off. We have weekend dates, And then we have dates that are like during the week. So we have like self-care is for everyone. We have baking bread with the bread of life. And there's a bread recipe in there. Um, At some point, you and him are going to, you're going to write your vows to him because you are his precious bride. And there's so much sunsets, making popcorn podcasts, a plethora of fun ways and creative ways to just build and strengthen your intimacy with Jesus. Um, So yes.
0: I love that creative and innovative look at our walk with the Lord. That is so cool, Stephanie. I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes so you can can connect with Stephanie and check out her resources. And Stephanie, once again, thank you so much for joining the show today.
1: Thank you for having me, Paul. This is amazing. I will be tuning
0: in to more episodes. Yeah, I appreciate that. And (laughs) thank you to my dear audience for tuning in and listening. You know how we do it over here. If you like what you heard, don't be stingy with this good content. Make sure you share this episode with a few friends. And Stephanie, before I let you go for real, do you mind just saying a word of prayer over my dear audience?
1: Yes, of course. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for this moment to just come before you, Lord. We honor you, Father. We love you, Lord. Uh, We believe your word. We believe that you are who you said that you are, Lord. I just ask that you would give everyone who is listening, Father, the, the grace and the strength and the tenacity and the resourcefulness that they need to continue on during this journey. Lord, I just come against the winter blues, Lord, that we would get strategies from heaven, Lord, on how to combat the winter blues. Lord, and that this could be a wonderful and a joyous time of the year for us, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you that um, you're bringing people alongside us, Lord, during this journey, Lord, to help us to the other side. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Now go be all that God has called you to be, and we'll see you next time.